Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. Italian Wine Podcast, as Wine to Wine 2020 media partner, is proud to present a series of sessions chosen to highlight key themes and ideas and recorded during the two-day event held on November 23rd and 24th, 2020. Wine to Wine 2020 represented the first ever fully digital edition of the Business to Business Forum. Visit winetowine.net and make sure to attend future editions of Wine to Wine Business Forum. Hello. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to Wine to Wine. This is our seventh edition, um, a very different edition at that. Um, the session you're about to follow is the future of American tariffs, um, a Trump phenomena or here to stay with Harman Skernick and Mark Fornatella. Um, so, um, you know, as we all know, America is the most important market for Italian wines, and this topic is of interest to many. Um, I was hoping that, you know, with the new presidency, this would we would be in a better place. I just read an article recently, it said, new president won't end uh, wine tariffs. So we'll see what Harman and Mark has to tell us. Um, this all happened because very recently, whilst I was I was I was I was, I was navigating, I ran into, ran into ran into a website from USTA, which stands for United States Wine Trade Alliance. It's a lobbying group of American importers, wholesalers, restaurant operators, and retailers. And its mission is to eliminate all tariffs. Isn't that a great thing? On imported wines and spirits. I saw Harman Skernix um, as one of the advisory board members um, of this organization, and I said to myself, who better than um, Harman, who can decipher the latest trade disputes and ongoing negotiations between the United States and the EU? So today, he will be wearing two hats, as the president of Historic Skernix Wines, an importer and distributor of fine wines and spirits of 33 years, a portfolio of 500 wineries and distilleries worldwide, as well as the representative of USTA. Mark, on the other hand, it's his colleague, Mark Fornatale. I understand he's fluent in Italian, so per gli produttori italiani, se avete qualche domanda, um, Mark sarà il moderatore oggi. He has been with Skernik for past 16 years and is the main squeeze, the, the principal when it comes to Italian wine portfolio event. Um, he, the thing I really liked about Mark, um, I don't know him very well, but I read on his CV that he played a key role in expanding Skernik's selection of Italian wine producers, as well as spearheading growth, spearheading growth for the company in markets relatively new to Skernik as a distributor, namely Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana, and California, which is terribly interesting for us because as Italian wine promotion um, organization, we often go to, of course, you know, California, New York, Florida. 
but I think um, maybe Mark has some insight, especially into these, also the relatively unknown, uncharted um, territories for Italian wines. Take it away, Haman and Mark. Hey, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Um, just wanted to echo some of the things that uh, Stevie, thank you for that beautiful introduction, but uh, give you a little more story about uh, what I do as Italian portfolio manager and what Skernik does. So we'll give you a little bit of background and history here. But uh, first and foremost, you know, the wine business has faced many crises over the past 30 years. And as we're here today to talk about tariffs, I'd just like to tell you that in this business, there is no mind more capable of tackling our problems, either foreseen or unforeseen, than the man that I'm going to introduce to you, Harman Skernick, the president of Skernick Wines and Spirits. Um, Skernick Wines was founded in 1987 with a small group of six American wineries. And today, as Stevie said, we represent over 500 producers worldwide. We employ 180 people across the United States, and we are an importer distributor in eight states, including our home markets of New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Connecticut, but also California, Ohio, Kentucky, and Indiana. Harmon, with his brother Michael, have been importing and selling Italian wines in the United States for over 30 years. We exclusively represent over 100 Italian producers from Alto Adige to Valle d'Osta to Sicily, Cimanca Solo in Molise. We are particularly strong in both Piedmont and Tuscany, where we have seen interest in the killer bees, Barolo, Barbaresco, and Brunello soar in the past 20 years, especially. I started at Skernick in 2004 as the Italian portfolio manager when we would consolidate a container of Italian wine at Livorno maybe two or three times in a month. This year, as strange as it might be, we have just closed our 112th Italian container last week. In 16 years at Skernick, I've seen the U.S. market expand with great appetite for Italian wines. These days, in particular, very focused on seeking out the beautiful tradition in Italy of protecting designated appellations and preserving indigenous varieties. There is an unslakeable thirst for Italian wine in the United States, but not just. Americans love your stories, your traditions, your mountains, hills, valleys, and coastlines. And every bottle that we sell hints at these natural wonders of Italy, which in our opinion will continue to fascinate the American consumer for many years to come. My job for Skernik, in so many words, is about communication. As the Italian portfolio manager, I must tell the stories of our states in the most compelling way possible in order to convince our sales representatives and their clients of the value of our selections. I work with our producers to hone these stories and I help tweak their marketing and PR for our audience. I manage the inventory, pricing, and profitability. I create initiatives and sales campaigns in order to further our goals of selling the most Italian wine possible. And I follow an elite group of top clients in the United States to make sure that we are meeting their Italian needs. Any question from an Italian producer about the U.S. market at Skernik is directed to me, and the same for any questions a sales rep or client may have about Italy. Wine first, but often it's about culture, food, and travel. As I close in on my 20th year in the wine business, there's one small piece of advice I can offer from a marketing standpoint, though it is an aside for today's intriguing discussion about tariffs. 
As producers, you must tell your stories to as many people as will listen. And one of the easiest ways to do this is Instagram. For tips on how, I recommend you follow us on social media. I am Fornovino, Harmon is H. Skernick, and we are Skernick Rockets. Without further ado, I present to you Harmon Skernick, not only the president of Skernick Rockets, but also a founding member of the U.S. Wine Trade Alliance, whose sole mission is to eliminate tariffs on wine and spirits from the European Union. Harmon. Thank you, Mark, and uh, welcome everybody. Uh, appreciate that great introduction. Um, very comprehensive, and you know, really, Mark. Uh, without Mark, uh, we would be a different company. He is uh, truly the best at what he does. Yes, uh, let's get into it. Um, in addition to running our company, uh, Skernick Wines and Spirits, uh, I was a founding member of the U.S. Wine Trade Alliance, which. Uh, as Stevie mentioned, our sole mission is to eliminate tariffs from the EU to the United States. In 32 out of our 33 years in business, there was no such thing as tariffs as far as we were concerned. There was not even a thought about it. America was known as the land of free trade. Tariffs were protectionist measures that other countries did, not the United States. Of course, in 2016, uh, we elected a new president, Mr. Trump, and he entered the scene. And part of his campaign was he actually called himself, quote unquote, tariff man. He said, trade wars are easy to win. And of course, his America First campaign um, has been now repudiated, and as we are electing a new president, um, we might be looking forward to some changes. But at the time, he was Mr. Tariff Man, and he gave our United States trade representative, Mr. Lighthizer, uh, czar power, almost unlimited powers to tariff without congressional approval. And tariff he did. First, they went after China. Uh, and then in October of 2019, there was the famous ruling by the World Health or uh, by the uh, WTO, rather, the World Trade Organization, after a 15 year litigation between Airbus and Boeing, they determined that Airbus had illegally subsidized the business. And therefore, they ruled that the United States could legally tariff up to seven and a half billion dollars a year in European Union goods. That was a record award by the WTO at the time, and still is actually. So, Mr. Tariff Man, uh, in October of 2019, imposed tariffs on a whole host of EU products as you well know, including still wine, uh, mostly still wine under 14% alcohol from France, Spain, Germany, and the UK. Plus, of course, Irish and Scotch whiskey, and then liqueurs and cordials from Italy, like Amaro, for example. 
They mainly went after countries that are part of the Airbus consortium. So Italy was mostly spared. Thankfully, because our sales of Italian wines uh, this year have actually increased, uh, which is not the case for the tariffed countries. Since October of 19, wine importers in the United States have paid over $250 million in tariffs to the U.S. government on wines. Our company alone has paid more than $2 million. This has definitely had a significant impact on our sales. We've had to raise prices as a result, and therefore sales have dropped. Add to that the problems of a worldwide pandemic, and it was pretty much a total disaster. Now, just last month, the WTO went and gave the EU an award similarly on this same dispute, judging that the United States gave illegal subsidies to Boeing and allowed them to now tariff the United States products to the tune of $4 billion per year. Unfortunately, they didn't wait. The EU is not waiting until the new administration comes in, which would be my suggestion to them, uh, because they've announced already that they're going to place tariffs on American products now. And with the Trump administration still in power, they could turn around and retaliate uh, before January 20th when Biden gets inaugurated. Uh, and that would be most unfortunate, and they could in start including countries that were left off the last time. And we just don't know what they'll do. And again, they don't need congressional approval for that. So as Stevie mentioned, and thank you for your introduction, Stevie, as well, um, we did, as a result of all this, create a very powerful now trade organization called the U.S. Wine Trade Alliance, which has over 6,000 members across the United States. All 50 states are represented, importers, retailers, and restaurateurs, and the singular mission is to eliminate all tariffs. We lobby U.S. lawmakers, we create PR campaigns, we've created, uh, during the time that um, these tariffs were threatened, we had lots of newspaper articles written, we've you know, flooded the airwaves with uh, public relations. And we were very successful, actually. At least we haven't, the tariffs haven't gone up. We've kept them where they are. Now, on top of the Airbus-Boeing dispute, there's another dispute and a new challenge as well. And that's the digital services tax dispute. As many of you know, uh, many EU countries, uh, including Italy, are threatening to tax digital companies who are conducting business in the EU. These are companies like Google, Facebook, Amazon, and Apple. In fact, it's called in the United States, the GAFA tax. The, U the US trade organization, the US trade representative rather, calls this tax discriminatory against US companies because of course those four companies are all American companies. And back in December of last year, the U.S. threatened to impose tariffs on France at the time because France had announced unilaterally that they were going to impose this digital services tax. And they 
USTR threatened up to 100% tariffs on luxury products from France, like champagne. At that time, the USWTA, our trade organization, went down to Washington, D.C., and we actually testified in front of Congress. We had over 50 different testimonies, um, and we were heard. As a result, wine was actually left off of the list of tariff products from France, and that was really our doing. Um, now, the EU is very impatient uh, because the EU wanted to ne negotiate this digital services tax across the entire EU through the OECD, the Organization of Economic Cooperation and Development. But the US seems to be stalling, and it's very frustrating. So EU member countries are losing patience and they're starting to impose these taxes unilaterally, including Italy and Austria. And of course, when they do so, the US threatens to retaliate. Now, on top of all this, as I mentioned before, we have the pandemic and the economic crisis. Restaurants are shut down in the meantime, fighting for their lives. Importers in the U.S. can only sell retail for the most part, and sales are down. The economy is suffering. Our newest initiative as we head into a new administration is to try to influence the Biden administration, and where our new strategy is to, to recruit restaurant owners because they are suffering so much in, as part of our effort. And to include wine, there is tariffs on wine and there are tariffs on all sorts of European products like olive oil, for example. And we are arguing to the new administration that these, th this industry needs relief. So we're calling it tariff relief. Um, and I guess you know, the main question here and the, and the topic of this entire session really is does Trump's defeat mean the end of tariffs? And unfortunately, while there's hope, that's not necessarily the case. Biden does represent a positive return to normal and away from nationalism. He has he stated his goal is to reestablish the relationship and partnership with our European allies, which of course we welcome. We are allies. We have been for many decades, and it's really important that we return there. So our new US WTA strategy is to influence the Biden transition team, which is undergoing their transition right now. But it won't be easy. And the reason why it won't just go away under a new administration is that there are actually plenty of Democrats, who, who is the party of Biden, that believe in protectionism too. Many of these digital companies, for example, Google, Facebook, Apple, Amazon, they're headquartered in democratic states. Many influential democratic Senate and House members, including Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi are in California. And these companies are major donors to the Democratic Party. So if the EU implements digital services taxes, it will be difficult even for a Biden administration to sit by and do nothing. So, we are, as we mentioned before, uh, we have a singular mission to eliminate these tariffs. We're gonna do everything we can, and we have made a lot of progress. 
Um, but it's going to be take some time. It, uh, it'll be several months before there is even a, a new U.S. trade representative appointed. So we think that we have about six months before we see any real progress. But we hope within the next year to really see, um, if not an elimination of, of the tariffs, hopefully a decrease. We remain hopeful and we're fighting hard. And the best thing is that we have universal support in our industry from restaurateurs to retailers to importers. We all are single-minded and we're working really hard to make this happen. Um, and now I think if there are any questions, uh, Mark, on, on there, we'll happy to take some uh, questions to answer. No questions have, um, have yet popped up, but we definitely welcome them through the chat on the, on the live discussion. I'm, I'm Maybe perhaps if anything came to your mind while you were listening, uh, you can ask the questions on their behalf uh, if you think of anything. No, I, I think it's um, I, I think it's striking that we have such a, a large contingency of restaurateurs, wine producers, even American wine producers, really that are against uh, against these tariffs, and, and I and I really hope that that. Uh, that shows something in the in the near future, but unfortunately, right now we're in this sort of no man's land. Uh, the Trump administration is, is winding down, and uh, Biden's administration won't begin until January twentieth. And in the meanwhile, it seems to me that uh, the Trump strategy is to uh, impose as much harm possible uh, to the economy and to uh, states that uh, that voted against him in the election. So the majority of wine fans are in California and New York and uh, Illinois. Then you know, Trump will try to find a way to uh, to upset our, uh, our our celebration victory. Yes. Uh, well, you know, we certainly. Uh, I think you know how I feel. <laughs> we there's no love lost there, and we uh, we look forward to the new administration. We are hopeful as a result. We're very happy that. That that has taken place because uh, we think there's a chance for our industry to return to normal, which would mean no tariffs in the future. It just may take some time. Um, but I do think, since you did mention restaurants, you know, we they are really, really struggling, and tariffs tariffs are only a small part of what they're struggling with. And we uh, do uh, express so much empathy for what they're going through. Uh, it's an existential fight. And so many restaurants have gone out of business. And think about it, you know, if, if we're talking about Italian wine, for example, I mean, America has so many Italian restaurants and that is such a great avenue for us to, to express these wonderful, wonderful wines from Italy. Uh, and if, if half of them go out of business, it's just, it's a tragedy. So, um, you know, they have other problems besides tariffs. We're gonna do, what we've told the restaurant industry is that we will do all of the work. Uh, we just want you to join in in, in this fight, and uh, they've agreed to do it. We've got some, actually, we've got some very prominent names uh, in the restaurant industry who've agreed to be a face to this campaign, and um, it's, we, we expect it to be very effective. Carmen, we've got a great question from uh, Jenny Burgess in California. She's asking if um, we have any thoughts on how sommeliers and industry members can help at a grassroots level to make the positive changes um, as we transition into the Biden administration. 
That is a very good question. Uh, I would say the first thing you can do is uh, go to our Facebook page, which is the U.S. Wine Trade Alliance Facebook page, and uh, become a member. Uh, there's a lot of information there. Uh, there are letter writing campaigns that we do throughout the year uh, whenever these tariffs are being threatened. And they've resulted in tremendous successes. Uh, these letter writing campaigns to Congress men and women uh, and senators uh, have resulted in them writing letters to the U.S. trade representative. And that's why the U.S. trade representative thinks of the wine industry as a real thorn in their side, because we've been so effective in communicating to them how much this is hurting American industry. And so uh, all of these campaigns uh, you can take part in, but I, the best place to get all that information is to go to that Facebook page, uh, U.S. Wine Trade Alliance. I'm uh, posting a link to that right now in our groups. I hopefully it works. Oh, great. Are there any other questions? Anyway, uh, I look forward to doing this in person perhaps next year. Um, we, uh, Mark and I, we go to the Italy conference in April every year. And... Uh, you know, doing this virtually is fine for for now, but uh, there's nothing like seeing everybody live, and we, we look forward to doing that in the future. Absolutely. We, we missed Verona 2020, and, and hopefully we'll, we'll be able to get back for 2021. All right. So I guess um, if there's no other questions, we can uh, we can wrap things up. Any final thoughts? Mark? No, just... Uh... Keep on doing what you guys are doing. I know it's a very difficult time in, in Italy right now, not made any easier by these tariffs. But as I mentioned, the, the passion that I see in the end consumer for Italian wines is unending. Um, and you guys just have to keep, keep making the beautiful wines and, and keep working as hard as you can. Any word on, on how the Tartuffi season is this year? You can use some at this time of year, right? They, they, they should be. They should be arriving. Uh, they should be arriving soon on, on our shows. I've seen a couple of offers uh, here and there, but, uh, but no, no word on quality just yet. I look forward to opening some older Barolos soon. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thank right. you, everybody. All right. Well, it's uh, been nice to see everybody, even though I can't see you. Um, and thanks for participating in this uh, this event. If you have any further questions, I can be reached by email uh, at hs at skernick.com. If, if you come up with any questions, because I know this will play after the conference is over as well. And if you have a question about the tariff situation um, or about our company, just feel free to, to email me, hs at skernick.com. That's S-K-U-R-N-I-K. Thanks. Listen to the Italian Wine Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Himalaya FM, and more. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production, and publication costs. Until next time, cin cin.